Hello and welcome to the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad podcast. My name is Damien, the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad. On a fairly hot summer's day, the news has come through, the very recent news has come through that Cardinal George Pell has passed away. Now, obviously, as an Australian and as an Australian who was quite religious some years ago, uh, I do have some thoughts on this matter. Now, firstly, I can't say I'm that saddened by it. Cardinal Pell lived to be you know, 80 something, I think 81 or yeah, something, yeah. In his 80s anyway, which in all respects is a pretty good lifespan. Uh, he died at the age of 80. Uh, he had very powerful positions. He was very prominent, particularly in Australia. Uh, he was fairly prominent even in the Vatican as well. So I think from a from the from the perspective of... Having lived a full life, I think Cardinal Pell has done pretty well for himself in, in that aspect. Will he be missed? Uh, good question, good question. Uh, Cardinal Pell has, uh, I suppose, been out of the limelight somewhat in the last, last few years. Uh, especially after his uh, trials, and this is something that I'll get onto. Something that I'll get onto shortly. But yeah, even the last um, last, let's say two years, I can't remember George Pell's name ever really being mentioned uh, for whatever reason. So except maybe to talk about the trials and just in passing, but, yeah, he didn't really make it. After his uh, exoneration, uh, yeah, he went back to the Vatican and he did his thing and kept a low profile, and, and there we go. But I think the... I suppose his biggest... Uh, I suppose it's a contribution, but yeah, the, one of the reasons he became famous was because in the early 2000s, he became the Archbishop of Sydney, which is the highest ranking Catholic position in Australia. So he started off as a, so he was born in the 1940s, uh, then yeah, in the 60s and 70s, he trained to be a priest uh, then, I think in the late 90s, he became the Archbishop of Melbourne. Then he took up the position of Archbishop of Sydney, which is the, yeah, the next one. Yeah. Next up the list and yeah, a little bit higher than Archbishop of Melbourne, apparently. And then, yeah, he became, uh, I forget exactly the timeline, but yeah, he's always been fairly prominent in, in Catholic circles. Uh, and then he became uh, Pope Francis's handpicked man to get the Vatican financial affairs in order. Uh, 
which is hey, there, there's a there's a feather in your cap. Yeah, with whether you like it or not, that's uh, whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, he's a uh, he's he's got something to yeah hang hang his hat on. But I think that the I suppose the I, now I've never met Cardinal George Pell and have nothing to do with him. Except this one little uh, anecdote I'm going to tell you about shortly. Uh, I'm going to discuss his uh, trials. I forget exactly which year it was. I think it was about five years ago, 2008, 2019, around that time anyway. Um, a, I think two men had accused Cardinal Pell of uh, CSA. I'll, I'll use the term CSA. Um, which will be an acronym for child sex, child sexual abuse. Uh, so, from my memory, two men had uh, so the one man had accused him, and the other, the estate of the other man, yeah, 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 raised a complaint against him as well because unfortunately he he died before, uh, yeah, he died before. I suppose the Me Too movement and all, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, all this stuff about. Yeah, so. Anyway, um, it was decided that Victoria Police would interview Cardinal Pell. So these, uh, from memory, there's either one compl- one complainant or two complainants uh, went to Victoria Police and you know, made their made their I suppose accusations. And. Then Victoria Police were in a bit of a, I suppose, a bit of a tough uh, situation in that they they have to decide whether these charges are worth pursuing, whether there's any reason, reasonable prospect of a conviction, uh, stuff like that. And it turned out that Victoria Police made the decision to fly to Rome to interview Cardinal Pell uh, by this time he was working for the Vatican then it came out that uh, Cardinal Pell would actually be charged and this is something that surprised me but yeah, they the Victoria Police made the decision uh, Cardinal Pell uh, I suppose stepped down from his uh, or took leave from his role uh, at the Vatican to come to Australia to uh, fight the charges, and I think that's a to me that's a very honourable thing to do. He could have, uh, I suppose, stayed in the Vatican because I don't know if there's an extradition treaty between Australia and the Vatican, but I think on the on the face of it, Cardinal Pell did the right thing by coming to Australia to. Uh, I suppose clear clear his name and stand for you know, allow the wheels of justice to turn. So it turned out that the uh, the Supreme Court, which is the the Supreme Court, which is the highest uh, court in the state of Victoria, uh, where I live and where where the alleged offences took place. So, from my understanding, these the the CSA case goes back to when uh, Pell was the 
I think he was like the Bishop of Ballarat or something. He was he was like the priest of Ballarat. He was in charge of the Ballarat. Uh, Ballarat being one of the regional towns in in Victoria. So yeah, so that's uh, because the offences took place took place here. Then yeah, he's got his uh, he has to stand, stand trial here. Uh, he was actually found guilty, and when he was found guilty, wow, you know the um, I think the it's fair to say that the media let him have it. Media and especially social media, they yeah got stuck right into. Got stuck right into Cardinal Pell. Uh, rightly or wrongly, rightly or wrongly, um, that's what that that is what happened. Um, that he was treated as as guilty, and a lot of I suppose vitriol and venom flowed um, because he, well, he was found guilty. I think that's uh, yeah. If a man is being found guilty, then you have every right to think he's guilty. So I'm just put this. Up. However, uh, one of the sticking points was that. According to Cardinal Pell's team, he wasn't allowed to present. There was some, uh, there was a part of Cardinal Pell's case that he was barred from giving that he felt would have uh, helped exonerate him. And from my understanding, it was a demonstration that Cardinal Pell could not have been in two places at the same time. Is is the way I the way I remember it. So I suppose Cardinal Pell being cashed up and lawyered up um, launched an appeal to the, to the appeals court of the Supreme Court of Victoria. And the three justices there uh, found two to one in favour of upholding the conviction. So I think the appeal, oh, sorry, the appeal was on the basis that Cardinal Pell's conviction was not reasonable. And two justices of the Supreme Court found that it was, and one didn't. So uh, back to the back to jail, uh, Cardinal Pell went. So Cardinal Pell was found guilty, but there was this weird thing where the the decision wasn't uh, released or announced until like some months after, because Cardinal Pell had to get uh, surgery done to repair his knees or something. Yeah, he had to, had to have the surgery. And so the court actually like withheld withheld stuff. It was a and I think there might have been a, a a media blackout order as well or like a suppression order, sorry. I think there was a suppression order as well. It was it was a little bit a little bit weird, but all right. Um so the result came out. Cardinal Pell went to jail and yeah, so there were some uh, in, in, interesting scenes there. Cardinal Pell appealed uh, his appeal was rejected, and so back to back to jail. Cardinal Pell goes. I think he was sentenced to six years, if I'm not mistaken. And so then, Cardinal Pell launched uh, one final appeal to the High Court of Australia. In in Australian law, the High Court is like the highest court. That you can appeal to once they either agree or decline that's it uh, up until the 19, 1980s you could actually go to the privy council in uh, british parliament and have them but i think the australia act of 1984 uh cut that off and <laughs> the high court became the highest 
the highest court in the land. So anyway, that's a, a little bit of a trivia there. And the High Court actually found that Cardinal Pell's conviction was unreasonable. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was unanimous or near unanimous. Let me have a quick, uh, a quick read. Just trying to find where where it was. It was a uh, Cardinal Pell conviction over. Here we go. Conviction overturned. And let me just see. Yep, just looking at the. Uh, uh, that's all his his death. I'll see if I can find the. Uh... Ah, okay. Here we go from the Daily Mail. Uh, why the High Court uh, quashed George Pell's sexual abuse conviction. Uh, just trying to think now. So reading from this article from the Daily Mail, um, this is actually the headline. Cardinal couldn't even use the toilet in four layers of heavy robes, let alone expose himself to the boys he was accused of attacking. Uh, so let's just see what... Yeah... There was that. Sorry, sorry for the for the dead air, but I suppose you want to listen to. Okay, and then uh, just trying to think where else. So I'm trying to find the actual reason. Ah, oh, here we go. The High Court's decision to quash the convictions overturned early ruling by Justices Anne Ferguson, Chris Maxwell, and Mark Weinberg of the Court of Appeal. Uh, all three Court of Appeal judges had examined Pell's robes. Christopher Boyce QC for the Crown had even suggested to try them on, but is unclear if they did. Justices Ferguson and Maxwell both voted to uphold Cardinal Pell's convictions, while Justice Weinberg voted to partly grant his appeal. Uh... Okay, it doesn't she say? Yeah, but I think it was actually like a near unanimous, uh, near unanimous uh, overturning by the High Court. Uh, by the High Court, um, yeah. So let's just. Uh, okay, here we go. There's a. So then all the I don't want to say sour grapes, but all of the um, all of the. Uh, or just say all of the vitriol and all of the yeah, all the hatred that came out kind of had to be I wouldn't say undone, but it was uh, it was interesting watching the I suppose it, like the, the toxic uh, people on Twitter and you know social media in general left to you know. There are people who say that the court was stacked, but I, uh, I don't think I actually, th well, without knowing the case, you know, I, I'm not convinced that there was a a level of uh, corruption or uh, cynicism in in uh, granting Cardinal Pell's uh, uh, convictions. Okay. 
so the appeal was heard on 11th and, 11th and 12th of March 2020 by a full bench of seven justices. Uh, okay. On April 7th, 2020, in a unanimous judgment, the High Court allowed the appeal, quashing Pell's convictions and determining that judgments of acquittal be entered in their place. The court found that the jury ought to have entertained a doubt as to the applicant's guilt. The court agreed with Weinberg's judgment in the Court of Appeal, finding that the majority might have effectively reversed the burden of proof. In their judgment, the the judges said with respect to all five charges that making full allowance for the advantages enjoyed by the jury, there is a significant possibility that an innocent person is being convicted. And yeah, this is one of the reasons why I was surprised that uh, Cardinal Pell even got tried in the first place was to uh, the ch- the chances of him getting a fair trial uh, were minimal. You know, the problem... Like, Cardinal Pell himself is a very controversial figure. Um, you know, from my, he's fairly theological, theologically conservative from everything that I've read. Um, yeah, and it's just that... I suppose, yeah, in a, in a post-Christian society, you know, the, the Australian head of a of an institution that has shown itself to be out of date. Um, yeah, whether he get a fair trial. So my my only connection with George Pell is that when he was in the Melbourne Assessment Prison, so the Melbourne Assessment Prison is where you get held either while you're on appeal or you're waiting to be, uh, <clears throat> waiting to be convicted or, yeah, like you're not in, <clears throat> sorry, you're not in a proper jail. You are just in a basically a holding prison. That's fairly that's fairly transitory. But yeah, I used to work for a company that provided services to the Victorian Department of Justice, and so I had to do some repairs in the room that held the property bags for all the prisoners, and. This piece of equipment I was repairing was situated right near the shelves that had all the personal effects bags of all the prisoners there. And given that I uh, this repair, I got the repair done, but waiting for someone to confirm and sign off on the work because it's in a prison, <laughs> it just took a long time. And my eyes started wandering and I saw the handwriting on one of the bags. And I saw the first the 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 letters of the surnames Pell. Oh, okay, that's a you know that was a um I've seen the name before, and then it turned out so I had a bit more of a a a propaganda at the bag, and it was turns out it was actually George Pell's uh, effects bag. It was a fairly big brown paper bag, and it had a you know a form stapled to it. And so it had you know George Pell's name, uh, his his contact details, uh, address of residence, uh, stuff like that. It was actually quite a. Um... So in there he had, um, I think he had listed down like about three or four religious books slash magazines, and a couple of religious uh, some religious par- religious paraphernalia, was what he had uh, what he had listed uh, listed down. <laughs> so it was, yeah, quite a. Uh... Quite, quite interesting. And then, 
one time, and this is when, uh, yeah, when he was still uh, in in prison. Uh, one time, I had to go into uh, the prison, and I came out, and there was this elderly couple praying on the footsteps on on the on the stairs that lead to the uh, the entryway into the Melbourne Assessment Prison. It's only like five or six steps. You know, it's not like you're know, twenty or thirty or whatever. But you know, just and there was a um, yeah. There was a, an elderly couple praying, and I actually had a, a a chat with this elderly couple, and I, you know, just got, I suppose, an antagonistic conversation, but an antagonistic an antagonistic conversation from a very friendly perspective. Like I wasn't here to say, you know, you guys love a child molester, or you know, you guys uh, worship a you know the most evil man in Australia. Oh boy, that was a problem. Cardinal Pell was essentially the most evil man in Australia, especially after his uh, his initial uh, his initial conviction. I think I asked the question, you know, if uh, if Cardinal Pell was found, uh, like if he lost his appeal, would you two still venerate him? And we got into a bit of a bit of back and forth, and the. Basically, the answer I got indicated that Cardinal Pell's uh, calling was... So the fact he was a cardinal was basically a calling for life. So even if he was you know, found guilty of CSA, he, uh, yeah, he wouldn't lose his titles or his status because that is something that is that is for life. I suppose in the same way that a... Um, a, a degree is, you know, like in the in the same way you earn your degree, and nothing you do can have that taken away from you, unless you cheat or something. Let's say, let's assume that you, you earned it fair and square. Nothing can take that univ- that de- degree away from you. And that was the way this uh, Catholic couple saw it was that, you know, Cardinal Pell would always be a cardinal and be a high man of God. And yeah, as it was a very um, it was a very cordial conversation, and yeah, you know, luckily I had a few minutes spare, and we left and shook hands, and you know we, it was a very polite, you know, very polite conversation. It wasn't here to, wasn't there to, you know, ruffle feathers just to get people to think and get perspectives, and it was quite a yeah, engaging chat. So, um, yeah. So the next thing I did want to briefly talk about was the coverage of on the ABC, so the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Um, there is a part of me that thinks that the Australian Broadcasting Corporation was very biased against uh, Cardinal Pell, uh, partly because you know, Cardinal Pell was very socially conservative, you know, and the the ABC. Um, I would say that the ABC, especially like the news is okay. I don't mind the news, but their opinion pieces um, do tend to skew very left. And, you know, Cardinal Pell is a prominent figure and, you know, um, I'll say this, that the ABC tended to, tended to give more time to critics of Cardinal Pell rather than Cardinal Pell himself. Was the, uh, yeah, was the, um, uh, and I'm just quickly reading an, an article here. Yeah, and I think, um, it just, like, with it, I don't have a qualified opinion, 
Um, but just my feeling is that, yeah, it was very like, there's no wonder that after Cardinal Pell's acquittal, that Cardinal Pell did a sit a lengthy sit down interview with Andrew Bolt, and those two are very very chummy with it with each other. <sighs> yeah, uh, it's reading here on the wiki wiki page, uh, January twenty twenty one, the Supreme Court of Victoria heard twenty seven charges against media companies, reporters, and editors with offences, mainly contempt of court for the coverage of the Pell verdict by breaching the suppression order and the subjudice rule, even though no outlet had named Pell in their coverage, but rather published protests at the suppression order. Uh, okay, the, that number of them pleaded guilty and were the, pleaded guilty and were fined. Yeah, interesting, interesting. So yeah, so the other the other thing, uh, the other. Notable thing about Cardinal Pell was his response to uh, all the CSA in the Catholic Church. So in the 90s, I think in the mid-90s, he did start what was called the Melbourne response. Now, I said I don't know too much about the Melbourne response. I'm doing this very off-the-cuff and ad hoc, so uh, please, please forgive me. But yeah, um... He started the Melbourne response as a way of, I suppose, restoring the good name of the Catholic Church by apologising to victims and providing payouts, uh, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, my reading of the Melbourne response was that it was essentially uh, what we may call an ass-covering exercise. And from what I read, it relied a lot on the Ellis defence and for those who may not know, the Ellis defence was a defence given by the Catholic Church in a case, I think it was New South Wales, where um, a boy had been the victim of CSA by a Catholic priest. Uh, I think that, was, that, that much was confirmed. Um, the boy and his family, well, the man, you know, the family went to the court to sue the Catholic Church and the Catholic Church actually won the case because of basically because the Catholic Church wasn't a legal entity was the like it wasn't an entity responsible for the behavior of its priests something that was actually like like the Catholic Church in Australia was essentially a trustee and so it wasn't a legal entity able to be sued. And because the priest who did the CSA was, uh, I think he'd, he'd passed away, well, there was no one left to, to sue. Therefore, the Catholic Church won the case. And that was, um, I think the only way you can read that is a pretty shitty defense. You know, so and so from my reading, the Melbourne response relied a lot on the Ellis defense in that, you know, the perpetrators were either dead or, you know, so far in age that they couldn't remember or couldn't admit culpability or something like that. Um, then Cardinal Pell appeared before the Royal Commission into the Institutional response to uh, CSA. 
and where was it? Yeah, he's um. So reading from uh, the wiki, the Wikipedia page. Thank you, Wikipedia. I do actually, I do actually donate to Wikipedia because uh, they help me out a lot. Um. Okay, so reading about the uh, here we go. So March fourteen appear March two thousand fourteen appearance in uh, the Royal Commission. 2014, the Royal Commission was told how lawyers representing Pell and the Archdiocese of Sydney incurred costs of $1.5 million against the victim of Charles of CSA. The lawyers acting on the church's instructions vigorously fought John Ellis, who the um, hence the, the person who brought the charges and who the defence is named after, which is a bit, uh, through the courts despite warnings of his fragile psychological state. The result in New South Wales Court of Appeal ruling established the controversial Ellis defence which confirmed that the court could not be sued as a legal entity and held liable for CSA committed by a priest in such matters. Eventually, Ellis received $568,000 from the church. In the same Royal Commission, Pell reversed his earlier stance in support of the defence, saying, My own view is that the church in Australia should be able to be sued in cases of this kind. Okay. So he reversed that, which is a... In his 2014 appearance, Pell used an analogy of a trucking company if a truck, if the truck driver picks up some lady and then yeah, assaults her, molests her, I don't think it's appropriate because it is contrary to the policy for the ownership, the leadership of that company to be held responsible. He was widely criticised for this remark. Uh, just trying to think, what else? What else? Uh, Michael Bradley, writing in his column for the ABC News, said, Yes, it was mind-blowingly insensitive to draw that analogy and to blithely refer to some lady. But there was a much bigger hole. In the world, according to Pell, if the Catholic Church has a policy that tells its priests not to rape children, if they still do so, the Church cannot be held accountable. Which is... Ah, oh, yes, and then in 2016, um, he he appeared before the Royal Commission by video link from Rome because of of a heart condition. Man, that was a that was a uh, that was a uh, uh, yeah very polemical time in Australian uh, Australian politics or Australian culture, where yeah, um, expecting Cardinal Pell to travel from Rome to Australia. Uh, against medical advice. Now, the, the fact that he he still uh, appeared, I think that's that's the main thing is the fact that is that, is that he appeared. Uh, uh, here we go. Referring to rumors of CSA, he added. In those days, if a priest denied such activity, I was very strongly inclined to accept the denial. Um, yeah, it was a. So yeah, he um. Yeah, so I, th I suppose Cardinal Pell came across as very, uh, I suppose, uncaring and very uh, trying to absolve the church. Of responsibility, and partly because he was the figure, the head representative of the church, 
And so, yeah, no, no surprise that, you know, Cardinal Pell would try, I suppose, defend the church. And, uh, yeah, so... Anyway, uh, Cardinal Pell has uh, has has passed away, uh, and I hope that the the people who um, I hope that people uh, affected get the closure they 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 need. Uh, I'm not too sure if the specific passing away of George Pell will uh, cover that, but that's for that's a personal issue. Um, you make too much of that, but just from my personal perspective, he won't be missed. Um, I don't hate the guy, but I don't, he's not a guy who I would, uh, be taking moral advice from. I'll, I'll say that much. Um, like even if you took away all the vestments and all the clothes and all the titles, if he was like the exact same person just without the titles, I would, I still wouldn't consider him a, uh. I still wouldn't consider him a uh, a good founder of moral advice, um, but look, that that's just me. But yeah, thanks for um, uh, thanks for listening to me uh, discuss Cardinal George Pell. Uh, all I can really say is look after yourself. Um, if you are the victim or suffering from CSA. I would suggest that you find someone to talk to and get professional help. Um, but I also do also want to quickly say that not all Catholics are bad Catholics. Not all Christians are bad Christians. Especially on especially on social media, there is this thing that as soon as someone comes out as Christian or as a Catholic or whatever, then the tendency is to think of them as evil people. Uh, not all, hashtag not all Christians, <laughs> hashtag not all Catholics. But I will say that uh, a very large proportion of uh, religious figures do their own faith a disservice. I'll say that much, but anyway. Till next time, look after yourselves. Stay cool, stay safe, stay healthy. Don't be afraid to get the help you need. Until next time, see ya.